This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. From Danco, the makers of Stan Van Gundy's Hot Nuggets, comes another culinary delight, Stugatz's Sausage Fingers. Ooh! These chunky, meaty digits are great as a meal or as a snack. Sometimes I'll, like, <laughs> pick it up and eat it as a little taco. And like Cracker Jacks, there's a surprise in every package because you never know where those fingers have been. Tear me off half of that, Stu. For that extra kick, try Stugatz's Sausage Fingers with Chris Cody's Garlic Foot Sauce. Tastes like oof. Stugatz's Sausage Fingers. Order yours today by COB. It was the grossest, weirdest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Up next, we've got Jeff. Uh, he's got some Heisman talk, I believe. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, goodness. Hey, Jen. It's Jeff. Thank you so much for being on with us. Um, so, uh, first of all, just let me say up front, it appears that um, Lou's question has rendered my dogs very distraught. They've been barking a lot, so if they um, <laughs> interrupt in the background, I apologize. I love in advance. you're blaming Lou's question for that. <laughs> because it was, it was a thinker, and my dogs... My dogs ponder these things. I feel um, like you're the one whose face popped up on my screen that was like super confused, or was that someone else? Oh, it was probably me. <laughs> that sounds better. Speaking your own language. Um. Anyway, so let's let's uh let's assume that there was a college football season this uh this coming year. Okay. Why um is Keaton Slovis winning the Heisman? Oh God, Jeff! I don't know who that is. Can you tell me who that is? Oh, <laughs> he's the quarterback for USC, who, oh. by the way, had the best college football team ever with Reggie Bush in the mid two thousands. Not last year's LSU. Please. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying that Reggie Bush's team was better than LSU's team. Got it. Oh. That's a great conversation we could definitely have. Um, I, I didn't know about. Slovis again I mentioned earlier Gino was handling the west coast and I was handling the midwest 
<laughs> well, I have to tell you that I, I, the only disappointing part about this answer is the amount of crap that I'm now going to receive from Aaron, who has a great big smile on his face, and he's going to enjoy immensely that you did not know who my quarterback was. So I thank you for your time, and um, I'm going to step back now. I've got a quick, quick question. Um, does Reggie still have his Heisman? Because if he doesn't, then then it'll be back soon. He doesn't. He doesn't. It'll be back soon. Okay, thanks. It'll be back soon. That's all I need. All right, all right, all right, children. All right, children. I love you all. We got we got a few more questions. Jen, uh, let us know. We're on your clock here. We have a few more questions, a handful of questions. So if you've got to go, just let us know. It is not a big deal. No Um, problem. Cool. I feel. Can I just throw something out there, though, guys? Sure. I actually, I actually would have guessed that Justin Fields would have been in the Heisman conversation this year just Uh that was kind of and again covering kind of the midwest more exhaustively um i also did a piece a couple years back on sam allinger at texas and he is a really good kid i don't know if texas is i don't think they're back i know every year it's like texas is back texas is back we're (laughs) they're they're like the miami of the middle i always want to be like this (laughs) um but uh, but those are guys that I actually thought were going to be in the Heisman conversation. Um, R.I.P. College football. Yes, seriously. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Mike Ryan fan account. Uh, I'm not sure what his question is going to be based around, so I'm just going to throw it to him. Go ahead. Hello. What mascot? <laughs> Hi. What is happening over there, Mike Ryan fan account? <laughs> Did he just uh, slide in from the shadows? Yeah, all I can see is his coach. <laughs> I don't know why he does this. He hides off camera while asking his question and giggles and like tries not to show his face the entire time. It's the weirdest thing, but we love it so much. Anyway. Anyway, what, go ahead. What mascot would you pick to take on five? <laughs> <laughs> the Lost Raptors in the game of NBA basketball <laughs> really good question now Jen, uh, Jen, first of all you're assuming that the velociraptors aren't going to puncture the basketball no no they can play they can play it's kind of like uh the ncaa football the mascot mode where they could play football magically it's kind of like that all right, I'm going through my head. Um, okay, this is hard. Stanford tree. <laughs> Trees don't have any athleticism. They just stand there. What's Although the raptor going to do? I have known some post players. I have known some post players who did just fine just standing there. Just. <laughs> hands up um can we come back to mike ryan fan account i really want to give a good answer and i have to think about it yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, take your time. And remember, it can be the, – the, the premise of the question is five Velociraptors NBA regulation game, and the goal is not to destroy or, or fight off the Velociraptors, but to beat them in a game of basketball. Okay, so just that, you know, there's a lot of lot – But of it's five there. of the same mascots or five different mascots? Five of the uh, same. Five, Are we building an all-star same. team here? Uh, no. Well – I, nobody has ever done that, uh, but I think his premise is just like you know, like the Phoenix One, Suns gorilla, five. yes, or the Stanford trees, as Jeff is a big fan of for some 
reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, Pablo Torre uh, today uh, chose the Jets, um, and I still have no idea why uh, exactly, but uh, that's what he chose. All right. Give me a minute. I, again, I think this is an excellent question. I just okay. don't want to you can feel not free. give it the like, There's no jet pilots. They're not jet pilots. They're jets. So yeah, they yeah. can't play. Jets can't play basketball. Jen, do you do you want to come back to it or? Yep, you want, yep. I'm gonna okay. so let's continue, and I'm gonna keep okay. thinking about it. You got it. Some transformers are jets. They can play basketball. I think. <laughs> terrible movies. <laughs> okay. Up next, we've got Beep Count. Uh, I believe he's got a football question. Go ahead, Beep Count. Hi, Jen. How are you? This is at Beep Count on Twitter here. In Hi, Beep Count. I'm a little. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little distracted as I think about my mascots, but I will give you the rest of my attention. <laughs> I just asked for the, the smallest amount there. Um, when are we going to see technological advances in football? We have cameras that can detect the number of revolutions of a slider from Garrett Cole. We have cameras that can tell, you know, that Bryson DeChambeau's drive was uh, 10.5 uh, launch angle. When, when can we get like an RFID chip in a football where we don't have to have 90 year old men out there? there with chains okay so your idea about the chip in the football is exactly what i was going to say like there's no reason that we have to see 700 replays from a pylon camera where accidentally <laughs> there is a offensive lineman blocking the view of the ball and then you're like okay well we'll go to the one above and then it's like nope that doesn't work either we've got this guy who's covering like i would love to see some type of technological advance in the ball that would tell you down and distance every time. I mean, maybe down would be a little bit difficult, but I still think it could be done. Um, and you would know definitively whether or not a football crossed the plane because it'd be like, it'd be, look, if my garage door knows when there's something in the way and bounces right back up, right? Happens all the time. Like how can they not have some type of technology that can tell you when the football crosses the goal line, right? Crosses the plane. Um, that I'm super into. Um, I'm also one of these people who's not super romantic about like the whole human element of the game. I know there's a ton of people who are and are like, that's part of the charm of baseball. I just want you to get it right. I just want like, if you throw a strike, it gets credited as a strike. If you throw a ball, right. it gets credited as a ball. I'm sick of like the Angel Hernandez's of the world and the Joe West's of the world in baseball who somehow seem to be affecting these at-bats with regularity and because the baseball unit is so strong we'll never get demoted um which is not exactly a college football answer but like to your point I appreciate that I appreciate what the chain gang does I appreciate what the referees do and the lot you know all of them um but I do think that it's time to start using some of this technology that we have figured out to make sure that we're getting things right in sports Awesome. Yeah. And, and last, last question here really quick. Do you have any limited fake uh, voices or accents that you do? Oh my God, that's a great question. So when my son was younger, I used to embarrass him by doing random voices like in the car, but mostly it was just like the Valley girl voice. So I'd be like, Oh my God, like, do you want to go to McDonald's today? And if you do, do you want like a Big Mac or were you thinking more of like a vanilla shake? And he would like, it's so angry with me that I like would do it over and over. I haven't busted that one out in a while. So I think it needs a little bit of work. Um, what's the other one that we would do? But here's the thing. When you're a parent, you take a lot of joy in embarrassing your children. Um, you know, you don't want to traumatize them or anything. Like, you don't want to do long-term damage. But, like, in the moment, it's important to make sure that they are acutely aware of the hierarchy, right? And oh, so yeah. 
that's one of the ways that I have kind of like always kept my son like in his spot. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Awesome. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And thanks for your time. Yep. I became the uh, stepdad of three boys. Uh, I went from zero to six. Thank you very much. Uh, the oldest one is, is 21 now. Uh, so yeah. And the youngest one's 14. So I have been in the thick of it and I've been with my wife for 10 years now. So I've had, uh, I've been able to, uh, absolutely establish that, that dominant hierarchy and let them know who is boss as far as embarrassing them at, at home and, and out in public. Uh, That's right. up next, up next, we've got a uh, mayor, Matt from Georgia, mayor, Matt, uh, go ahead. Hey, Jen, thanks for spending time with us uh, this evening. Hi, and, uh, by the way, the, the Heisman discussion, yes, everybody can be in it, but the guy that's uh, in my background here, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, is a product of Probably Cartersville. Now, what is that uniform? Is that him in high school? Yeah, that's his high school uniform. I actually am the play-by-play voice uh, for Cartersville High School, so I called all of his high school football games. It says Canes on the front of his jersey. Was he? Is, are they the Hurricanes? Yeah, Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. So I went to Marion Central Catholic High School in Woodstock, Illinois, and we also were the Hurricanes. Do you guys play Rocky Like a Hurricane at games? Uh, Too much. I'd like to ban that out. (laughs) It's so played out and it's so basic, I I can't stand it. It really is. (laughs) It's too easy. My question, uh, as it it relates to uh, the technical side of of College Game Day, I know it's it's, it's a technical masterpiece putting something like that together. Uh, but I'd like to lighten it up a little bit. Things can go off the rails very quickly when you have that many moving parts. I'd like to hear a story from you about a time when it just all went to hell and, and, and how you guys handled that or how, how, how you handled all that. So if I'm being honest with you, Mayor Matt, I have never seen it go off the rails. Everyone who works on game day is so freaking good at their jobs. Like it's insane. Like it's part of the reason why like being part of the crew is a little bit nerve wracking because you're like, I could really screw this up. I could, you know, and like, so you're trying to be like so good because you know that everybody there, like from the top all the way down, um, they've got it figured out. And the great thing about game day is they're like good people too. So I wish I could tell you that like there was this one time that I accidentally pulled on a thing and the whole set fell down or something fun like that. Like it would be a great story. Um, not sure I'd still be employed, but still one of those stories nonetheless. Um, but really, everybody is really fantastic. And it runs like a well-oiled machine. Like we have people who are in charge of picking people up at the airport. You have people who are in charge of booking the guest picker. You have somebody who's in charge of getting the heads for Coach Corso. You have somebody who's in charge of, you know, um, writing out the cue cards for Coach. Um, I mean, every little detail is accounted for when it comes to game day. And that's why it's been such a good show for so long. About how many people are on staff when, when you're pulling that off? Um, close. I mean, it's probably under 100, but it's more than 50. Um, and I'm even thinking just around my production room, I'm seeing like 30 people in my head. So now I know that my number is low, like probably close to 100. When you think about people who are building the set, when you think about the bookers, when you think about um, the people who run us around town, like, you know, um, it's yeah, it's a lot of people. And again, everybody's really, really good at their jobs. Cool. I know that our crew was disappointed that they um, didn't, that they lost the Emmy again this year for best weekly show to inside the NBA on TNT, but that's another show guys that like well-oiled machine, you know, everybody sees the guys on the set, Ernie and the, you know, the goofballs <laughs> as I like to endearingly call them um, Kenny and Chuck and Shaq. But um, they, their Emmy list had 
a hundred people that all were, you know, considered associate producers and producers and content producers. And so you again, realize just how many people it takes to pull off a show like that on a weekly basis. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I mean, quite frankly, they sound like amateurs. We only need 35 to produce this podcast. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that, uh, is a testament to our professionalism. Uh, all right. We're going to go to, uh, Cody Cavalry. Uh, well, Drake, aka Cody Cavalry. Go ahead, Drake. Hey Jen, thanks for joining us. Um Hi. I had a stupid hey, I had a stupid um corny question, but I feel it's my duty as a South Carolina grad um to kind of give you the platform to talk about um Halinsky's hope, um, kind of what you did with it, um, what the platform was and and what people can do to help um that great cause. Well, first of all, I really, really appreciate that. I would love for you to ask your stupid corny question as well, because we don't want this to be super serious. So after we finish up with Holinsky's Hope, you have my permission to come back on with your follow-up. Cool? Fair enough. Holinsky's Hope was the piece that we won the Emmy for the other night. Um, Myself and Russell Donalo, who is actually a good friend of mine, his wife is also a features producer at ESPN, and she's exceptionally talented. The very first piece I ever did for game day was Heart of a Tiger. Um, Some of you college football fans might have heard of that one. It was... um, an Auburn family and an LSU family and one of their, one of them lost their son and they ended up donating his heart and it went to the Auburn family's little boy that needed a heart transplant. And of course they're both tigers. So there was this incredible symmetry, the heart of a tiger. So long story short, it was great to work with my friend Russ on the piece. Um, we went down and saw the Holinskys in February, the year after Tyler died. So Everybody grieves differently. Everybody, you know, um, processes those types of things, that type of trauma differently. They were still very much in a pain place. They were very, it was very raw still. It was only a year. Um, So the challenge for us was to convey to this family that we had their best interest in mind, that we were not interested in, you know, dragging their son's legacy or memory through the mud, um, which I think people are concerned about when it comes to suicide. It's a very um, tough topic. And we wanted to make sure that they understood that our goal was to expand their platform. Uh, Their platform is that they want more mental health resources at schools across the country. And I think like anybody who is in this space understands it is woefully underserved. Um, The pressures on these athletes, you guys, are extraordinary. Um, And the bigger the conference and the bigger the the platform that they're on, the bigger the pressure. Um, It has only recently become acceptable to talk about mental health in sports for too long there was a stigma attached to it and it was like um it seemed to juxtapose this idea of mental toughness right and so what the holinskis are doing is they want there to be significant staff at every school that has athletic programs so that these guys have resources so they have outlets so they have professionals that they can lean on when the demands of their schoolwork and of course their athletics just becomes too much or even like they're just their lives right like it doesn't have to be specific to school or sports it's just like all of us are going through shit so um they we met them in february they gave us permission to start the story we ended up shooting it in April and then it ended up airing in October. So just to give people a timeline of how some of those things work and you are working diligently from the time you shoot it 
till the time it airs. Um, I mentioned earlier, I had some complications with my pregnancy. I was in the hospital. Um, not a lot of people know that I ended up tracking the piece from a linen closet in the hospital. Um, wow. So I brought my microphone from home. You plug it into the bottom of your phone. That's, and, that's what I'm using on right now. It's a Zoom. Yep. And the um, nurses, because I had been there for way longer than I would like to admit, they were so cool. They knew what my job was. They were trying to help me in any way. And they found this wow. linen closet down the hall from my room. And they stuffed me in there. And I tracked this very lengthy piece from this linen closet. So we could not have told that story as well as we did if the family hadn't trusted us with their son's memory, trusted us with their pain. And um, been incredibly transparent. I think you guys know human nature is to shield yourself from reliving pain, right? Just imagine we're having we're having lengthy interviews with Dad, with Mom, with Kelly, with Ryan, and we're asking every one of them to relive that day and the days afterward. And it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm actually not interested in doing this. I'm, you know, I'm going to go do yeah. anything other than this. And um, they, they were great. They sat there and they, we cried with them. I, it's the only interview guys that I have ever sobbed during the interview. And it was when uh, Ryan and Tyler and Kelly's dad, Mark said, his question still is why Tyler died by suicide. And he said, I know this. I know that he wouldn't have hurt his mom. And he wouldn't have hurt me and he wouldn't have hurt his brothers if he had a choice. He said, uh, so I know his brain betrayed him. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to need to take five. Yeah, you know? seriously. Um, so I appreciate you, Drake, letting me talk about that. It's definitely a passion project for me. Um, we have heard from so many people because the Holinskys now are traveling the country. They're speaking to student athletes. They're talking to programs. They're figuring, they're taking money. They've won grants um, for their, for their um, cause. And they are funneling it back into schools to, to get those programs in place. And uh, we've heard from a lot of people who have said like, this was really impactful storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like this will make a difference for some people. And so, uh, you know, all of that, regardless of if we had won the Emmy the other night is significant, right guys? And that is like yeah. substantial to win and be recognized by your peers and, and for them to also say that there was, you know, a value to it. That was just like cherry on top. There's an, there's incredible value to that. And a few of us on this zoom have high schoolers and, you know, kids that are in college age and uh, the pressure on them without being a student athlete is immense and incredible. And, you know, uh, and then some of, you know, some folks on here are young enough that they're only a few years removed from, from that pressure. And, and uh, yeah, the, the awareness about mental health when it comes to young people is, is so long overdue. So uh, thank you for, for producing that and uh yeah it's uh, i hope it i hope it you know if it saves one person or gets to one person uh, you know you obviously you guys did your job uh, um, raising little I, did, I did a piece i did a piece a couple of um i think it was like a year or so ago on marcus howard i went to marquette he's a basketball player at marquette and mm -hmm. he sees a therapist once a week and you wouldn't really think that that was groundbreaking guys but it was right. People were like, wait a minute, one of the best basketball players in the country sees a therapist once a yeah. week? Like, yeah. what is that about? And he was like, right. 
I need to. This is what I need to do to function, to exist. And sure. the great thing about it was he could have done it in hiding. He didn't need to reveal that. But he felt like, again, using his platform to share that with people would make it more acceptable for other people who were struggling to be like, maybe I need to reach out for some to somebody. So like huge kudos to these kids who are now like, man, there's no shame in this. Like no, that's an old generation mentality of, you know, suck it up, deal with it. You know, don't cry. Don't, you know, don't show emotion, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm actually really optimistic about the direction this continues to go. Cool. Yeah. Jeff, I think you have a comment real quick. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Despite the silly butterflies on my cheeks. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just like to thank you for, for the effort that you put into all that as, as somebody who's dealt with my fair share of anxiety and other bull crap and dealing with this medication and that medication for a decade now, it's, it, um, it's, it's nice to, uh, have it be normalized to an extent. So I appreciate well, it. Well, Jeff, let me just tell you this. When I found out that I was getting the job um, on game day, I was like, fuck, I hate flying. I get, I'm a nervous flyer. I get anxiety. I'm a little bit claustrophobic. So like back of the planes is really unsettling for me. And I was going to have to be flying every week to a different college campus every week to game day. And I immediately went and talked to my doctor and was like, how am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? And they were like, here's some anti-anxiety medication we can give you if you want, that you can take when you get into those spaces. I had to get off a plane once. I had to get off a plane when I was going to Ohio State because I had a panic attack. You know, they had closed the door, you know? And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I wonder what percentage of the people on this plane recognize me as the girl from ESPN who just had a panic attack. And then the other part of my room was like, who gives a shit? Like, you know, Um, so I'm trying to be better about talking about some of that stuff as well, because I think it's something that a lot of people experience. And the more that we talk about it, the more we normalize it to your point, Jeff, and then it doesn't feel so weird. You don't feel so like I'm the only one who deals with this stuff. So um, I I think stories like that are really close to my heart. I feel like the more we talk about it, the better we're all going to be. Yeah, I think you just got to treat it like a broken leg, man. I mean, that's just like it's like a broken bone or anything else. Appreciate your thoughts, though. Jen, thank you uh, so much for for uh, for delving into that. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, that's not our usual speed around here, but it's it's nice to to have that I know, gravity. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Do not apologize. <laughs> that is not why I said that. I it is it's uh, it's so hugely important, and I just wanted to thank you again uh, for for uh, discussing that with us. Now. To completely switch gears, I'm going to ask you the Velociraptor question again and find out if you chose a mascot that would beat them in basketball. I'm going to go with the Buffs from Colorado. I don't know why, but I feel like the burliness of the okay. Buffaloes all right, all right. Would, would combat the Velociraptors. I, I feel like even if the Velociraptors like went hard and physical and got a few like scratches in, I feel like the Buffalo could handle it. Okay, good answer. I, I mean, has anybody else I love it. the Buffaloes? No, not not at all. Not at all. <laughs> like I said, Pablo, Mr. Mr. Highfalutin chose the Jets today. Like, what is that? That's not anything. So, uh, no, that's a beautiful you answer. Guys are like, we, you guys are like, I didn't even know Buffalo had a team. <laughs> I think they're the, uh, they're the Blue Jays this year, right? In that, in that Buffalo's team, the Toronto Blue Jays? 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. So you're talking about okay, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. talking about the buffs. I know. Okay. That that joke oh, was a dead fish. Okay. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to throw it to uh, one more person, um, and, and they're going to present you with a little something. We're going to break the NCAA rules here. I'm going to go out to Lou Rafter. Go ahead, Lou. Hey, how's it going? All right. So. Where are you uh, at? We do some, wait, I'm right here. Do you hear me? I hear you, but I don't see you. Uh, beard guy, not the long beard. Now I got you. I see you. <laughs> hey, so, uh, we like to do something really cool. I think for our guests is that, uh, what I was doing while we were talking is that I was making you a custom hat. And so <gasps> let me zoom in. We got you a custom hat that says <gasps> latitude on it. That is so badass. Can I take Isn't a that cool? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I got yeah. you. Put it back up. Oh, I I have a good, I have a, I have a really good high, I have a better high res that I can we can send you if you want. Oh my god, I love it so much. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Like he you guys sat are there. So good at this. A lot of a lot of people um uh, don't realize they think he's like you know at like a workbench or like you know a carpenter just working in his garage or something while we're doing the interview and uh, yeah and he's making you a custom hat the whole time after you gave us the the name of your uh, future to be announced uh, time and date show of uh, latitude uh you know it, that was pretty pretty sneaky of him i dug it you guys are the coolest <laughs> I mean, and i would have thought that before the hat but that like just took you up a whole nother level well, thank you, Jen. Uh, this was an absolute pleasure. We are hitting that one and a half hour mark. I am so sorry we've gone so long. And look, um, if we truly are the coolest, like you just said, I'm going to hold you to that. And we're going to hopefully have you back sometime. We would love to do this again because as uh, I don't know if you can see in the chat, everybody is like, I have another question. I have another question. But we got through everybody, I believe. So um, having said that, maybe down the road we can do a part two. We would love to pick your brain some more about all this stuff. Um, you are absolutely fantastic. On the count of three, can I get a thank you, Jen, in the chat? One, two, three. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Oh, you guys are so great. <laughs> Jen, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your Friday evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, thank you again for being on Lauer After Hours. Thank you so much for having me, guys. You were fantastic. And if you guys have any other questions, like honestly, whether they're Raptor related or they're Helinski's Hope related or Game Day related, you can find me on Twitter. You know where I am. Hit me up. Uh, reference your name from this um, this Zoom call, right? And Lauer okay. After Hours. That would help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we yeah. shall do that for sure. All right, guys. See you soon. Thanks again. Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Good Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.